Today on the Kingdom Move podcast, we bring you a series of messages entitled Koinonia, Dine With Me. In the messages you are about to hear, you would be enlightened on what fellowship is, the importance of fellowship to a believer, and why we constantly need to be in fellowship with one another. Pastor Rod says, true riches are found in relationships, and most of us do not realize the need for each other. Now take time to be enlightened by the series of messages entitled Koinonia, Dine With Me. Yeah, so I want to shake the one next to you and tell the neighbor, neighbor, it's good to see you tonight. Hallelujah. It's good to do it. It's good to see you tonight. Koinonia. When we say koinonia, what do we say? Koinonia. Dine with me. Now, koinonia doesn't mean dine with me. The phrases we have, they are phrases just to throw an idea on the theme. Across the, the year, the phrases that you hear is just to throw an idea. That, that's what it means. Koinonia is, is fellowship. So we are looking at fellowship. Look at the name and say, we are looking at fellowship. We are looking at what? We are looking at what? Fellowship. Shake your name as a neighbor. We are looking at fellowship. Now, um, one of the things that um, life, is, life is a gift, right? Life is what? Life is what? Life is a gift that God has given to each and every one of us. And life, I mean, Zoe, God's kind of life is an eternal life. But life we live on this earth is as time. That's time. It's not forever. You know, when you are you are healthy, you you don't see doesn't enter into your mind that life could end until you become sick. Then all of a sudden you start becoming afraid that it could end. Right. Uh-huh. So life is 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 a gift. Look at it and say life is a gift. And anything that is a gift, anytime somebody gives you a gift, it's paramount or it's it's necessary that you you attempt to use the gift um the best way you can. Right? Uh-huh. The best way you can. And so it is it is important for us to use this gift that God has given to us um, rightly. We must make the best use out of life. It's the reason why suicide is not good. Because suicide is like you trivialize the gift you have received. When you end it, it's not yours to end. It's a life, it's not yours to end it. No matter what you're going through, yeah, sometimes you go through things that may will make you cry to die, but you can't end your life. Are you with me? Uh-huh. You can't end your life. So we are in a world where right now it seems people are taking out their lives, even men of God are taking their life. And I'm not I'm taking I'm talking out of a humble place. I'm going through stuff, some depression, a lot of things. Um but I don't want that because we've had a, a Examples of men of God taking up their life. 
I believe there's a, a, a generation that is coming that may think that it's okay for a believer to take his life. But life is a gift. Look at him and say, life is a gift. Life is what? Tell about your life is a gift. I know sometimes some of us look at our lives, our lives look like more a burden than a gift. Right. And so, it is important that we, we learn to use life or to maximize our life. Now, as you live, you see that even though you are accumulating years, it looks as if in practical use of your years, it's becoming shorter. Right? Uh-huh. As you're growing, maybe you're born zero, then you start increasing your years, five, ten, twenty. But as those years are going on, what is actually happening is that the time of your life that you can use is becoming shorter. You get it? Uh-huh. It's not becoming longer. So, so as if 40 years means that I'm going to live more 40. When you, you, you reach 80, that doesn't mean you're going to do more 80. That's not what it means. Right? So all of us here, it means that as we are moving on, our lives are becoming shorter. The, the times that we can practically use is becoming shorter. Hey. I'm making sense send somebody. Uh-huh. It's becoming shorter. Um, and so it is very important or necessary for you to, like I said earlier on, use life well. Now, when you do that and you, are, you maximize your life, someday you are, you are called, you, people will look at you and say, that was a wise person because he was able to take advantage of what was given to him as a gift and used it and has brought profit to it. Right. If I ask anybody here, among us is a fool. Who can say they are a fool? I mean, nobody will say I'm a fool. Everybody will say I am a wise, wise person, right? So are there wise people in the house? Okay. Now, follow my train of thoughts. Now, Scripture says that you cannot know a fool today. It says that the wise son, is it, is it the son that has no, the son that has no soul in a season of sowing will have to, will have to beg in a season of harvest. So, there's a season, a season for sowing and there's a season for harvesting. Now, you can only know the fools in a season of harvest. Because around that time, when everybody else is harvesting, they will have to beg their way. So, right now, if I, if, if I, I, it's very difficult for you to tell who the fool is now. Oh, am I making some sense? Jesus told a story of how a man went to sow, and then they realized that something else had been sold among the real ones. So, the servants wanted to go and uproot the bad ones. He says, no. You can go and destroy the good ones. Wait. Let it mature. The only thing is that tomorrow, when we get to a place where we get to know the fools from the uh, wise people, by the time it is, it is the, it will be too late. I'm making some sense. Tomorrow, it will be too late to turn back 
the hands of time to come back and say, now let me start, let me start um, behaving or let me start sowing um, good seeds. Now, as God is good, all of us, he will sustain you. All of us is, you're heading somewhere. Do you know that it doesn't matter. If death doesn't come, you arrive where you are going. If death doesn't, if death doesn't, death doesn't take anybody, death doesn't take anybody. All of us will arrive where we are going. So the question is not, <laughs> um, is the question you should ask yourself every time you get up is, where am I arriving? Because you're arriving. Every day, and the, 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 the interesting about life is that sometimes we get so consumed about the today that we don't really think about where we are arriving because you are going to arrive there. Hey, I hope I'm not making it difficult for you. Ask your neighbor, where are you arriving? Where are you going? Because you are arriving. Now, same times when we talk, then sometimes give you a moment where you should think and let wisdom enter into your heart. But then you start engaging somebody and you're laughing. So you don't let the seed enter. For you to ask yourself critical questions. Because I remember in my life, there were seasons, and I've always shared this, where I had to make certain decisions. And those decisions actually are the reasons why I'm where I am. It's decisions. Decisions are powerful things. That's why I was telling someone that said, look, I believe one of the gifts of that humans have is the ability to make a decision. Because you're able to make a decision, you can determine anything. Because. Are you guys with me? And don't worry, I'm talking about fellowship. <laughs> but sometimes you have to start someplace. Where are you arriving? Some years ago, I told myself, I want to arrive at a place where people will say, that's a wise man. He lived well. It's a decision I made. It didn't come out of, in a sense, an emotional, hysterical environment of anointing lay on you and shout, I prophesy, I prophesy, I'll arrive. No, no. It didn't come from that. Sometimes after you have gone through that experience of anointing fall on you, you fall. when you wake up, you have to, now you have a clear head. Now make a wise decision. Because it's the decision that is going to determine where you arrive. You can fall under whatever anointing. If your decisions don't change, your arrival will still be the same. I don't know what the brother was sharing when I came, but I, it amazes me that many of you that cannot see how God has planted you here for your benefit to make sure you arrive well. It amazes me that most of you are just blind. You are blind. That God is looking at your tomorrow. Because as for tomorrow, if God is, I mean, and death doesn't come and take you young, you will arrive there. And whatever decision you have made, you... <laughs> Jesus. 
Are you in the house? Shake your nose and neighbor. This word is for us. So I made a decision that I want to arrive. I want to arrive. I want to be a wise son. I want to be what? Now let me show you something. One of the things I've learned in life is this. Ah. Are you in the house? One of the things that will make you become a wise person tomorrow is, is your ability to appreciate principles. It's your ability. When I say appreciate, give the highest of, of value to principles. That in everything, uh, you will have to seek to understand the principle that makes something work. The minute you get a principle locked out, like locked out you're okay. It's like mathematics. Right? Aha. When you understand the principle, it doesn't matter the number of equations that is brought to you. You understand, you apply the same approach and you, you, you arrive. All you need to do is understand the principle. And you have to understand that creation is put together by principles. Creation is that is, is word. It's, it's, it's put together. Look, and that principle, whoever adheres to it will get the result God intended. It will not change. Hey. Am I talking someone in the house? Principles. I say principles. Now, principles are like God. They don't change. Principles, they are like God. They don't change. God didn't say, oh, I made um, the world with gravity, the law of gravity. You, tomorrow, let's change the law of gravity. I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> now by this time you wake up in the morning by the time you wake up you are floating <laughs> large percentage of this world eh, you see that things are consistent look at your heartbeat start beating the minute it start beating is dead Obo, that's it how many of you have ever got up and said I'm thinking let me think let me start beating let my heart start beating let me stop my heart from beating. <laughs> now, why, how come your heart beats and constantly keeps beating? Because there's a principle that has been put into it. And that's it. So that's the principle. So, the wisest people in, in this world are those who appreciate, they understand why things work. They are the wise people. And they are the ones that tomorrow they are, you're going to be called good sons. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Do you know that in this world, there's nothing free? It's a principle. There's nothing free. Even salvation is not free. It is free for you because somebody paid for it. Oh. I'm actually someone in the house. Yeah, there's nothing free. You see, anytime you enjoy anything free, it's because somebody else has paid for it. The minute you understand that, you start living, you, you live wisely. So that in, in anything, anytime you're going to enjoy something, you always have to ask yourself, at what cost? So whenever it's for instance, you're a gentleman here, and a girl comes and says, oh, let's go have sex. It's free. Ah, it is not free. Because if you keep working, it is free. Oh. 
Bible read. Bible said that that is the way strong men are destroyed. It's not free. Tell you about it's not free. Shake your nose and nothing is free. Nothing is free. Nothing is free. Nothing is free. Okay. If nothing is free, then this is the question. What are you paying for? And what are you going to gain after what you paid? And the question here's the thing. What you are paying, what you are, the other word you could use is, what you are sowing into is what will determine what you receive. So here's the thing. If you can see in your life right now, you are not sowing into anything. Then you have to, two things here. You will arrive and nothing will wait for you. Or you'll have to beg those who have sold into something. So if there's not, you know, so as young people, the season of youth is a season of deliberately sowing into something, conscious of the fact that there's nothing free. That what I want to, where I want to arrive or what I want to reap, now I must be busy about sowing it because there's nothing free. Anytime, for instance, anytime somebody comes to me and asks money out of my pocket, it's because somebody put money in my pocket. That's the only way. Hey. Am I talking to somebody in the house? So, for instance, when you come and come and meet CY Domi, the, the fellowship, he said, the fellowship is sweet. The fellowship is nice. The only way the fellowship is sweet or is nice is because somebody has paid into it. Somebody is has decided to sow smiles into fellowship. That's the only way. Right. Are we good? Are we good? So with that principle, with this at the background, tell everybody, let's move in. Tell everybody, let's 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 go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Shake your neighbor and let's go deeper. Now how many of you were here when I was telling you about fellows in a ship, right? Right, fellowship. There's fellows in a ship, right? Uh-huh. Together, I told you that the common enemy on the sea is not the human being. It's a storm. It's what? It's a storm. The storm is coming. Life is made up of there's storms. There are storms that ravage lives and ten lives around one of the things that i was saying someone i was laughing I, said, I don't understand why these uh, foreigners they build with wood and every time we just come to and here we don't even have those storms but we build with blocks <laughs> if we get metal ground we'll dig it here <laughs> meanwhile they always build with wood and they'll come and rain it can a storm can come and the whole domain will just flatten the place out Storms are like that. They don't care who they don't care whether the one inside is pregnant or not pregnant. It's a storm. They don't care. Hallelujah. So the uh, your ability to survive the storm has to do with your preparation. Your what? Your words? Your preparation. Shake your neighbor. Never are you prepared for the storms? Some people like singing about their storms and their problems. Africans like it's all preparing. They spend time. Oh, uh-huh. 
Right, 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 right. I've shared a lot of things when it comes to, so I'm trying to arrange them gradually. Amen. Amen. Now, recently I've come across young pe- people that are going through certain storms. Depression. Depression. A lot of young people are coming to a place where they are depressed. Some want to kill themselves. Suicide, suicidal, and all that. And that's because I realized that most of us haven't understood the way life is designed. Like I said, principle. One of the things that governs life is the fact that everything in this life has purpose. That purpose is a principle in design. Purpose is a principle in what? In design. Purpose is in itself is a principle in, in design. That everything has a why. That's a principle. Everything has a why. That even you, you have a why. One of the things that uh, uh, brought me this, this far and my life, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, is, is I remember when I was in secondary school and then uh, a young uh, a believer, he was, he was younger than me, but he was mature than I was. And he talked about how he had had an encounter with God and God had showed him what his life purpose was. He said, I fasted and prayed for seven, seven weeks, eight, for seven days. And then God has showed him what his life purpose was. I said, wow. Me too, I want to know what my purpose is. So me too, I'm going to fast. <laughs> I said, seven days. <laughs> I was going to fast in school. The first day. 12, 12 in the afternoon. We said, we're very strong. Fast and home. <laughs> by, by three man was shaking a bit <laughs> but 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 all i needed to do was encourage myself in the lord you, you get it by six i realized the weight has reached <laughs> i remember one time i was saying i said i should have told anybody i was fasting because i told some friends that we we're fasting together this i should have done it secretly so when i'm, I'm struggling <laughs> But now that I've told them, everybody is waiting on you. So we went for prep. It was difficult prep. Learning was difficult. And then prep was over around 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 nine nine yeah. So around nine thirty to eleven, the plan was to go and pray. Look, throughout the prayer, I wasn't seeing anything. All I was seeing was food. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, my mind was on my chop box. It was in my chop box. The sardines that I have, the combination I can do. <laughs> Sometimes that's the that's, that's the interesting thing about about life, that you're, you're fasting to stay away from food, but food tends to be on your mind. I mean, this is the way those of us who are not. Those of us that are not having sex, it's like it's possible that when you are not having sex, you get up in the morning and sex is on your mind. Yeah, it, it's true. Those of you that is, I wonder what you are doing. What, what you are, what you are doing? Whether you are doing it, so that's why you are not. <laughs> but what when you are not doing, especially for even for those that are withdrawing, if maybe you watch porn and you're withdrawing, is it the minute you are moving away from it, the cravings become stronger. Are you with me? So 
even though I was fasting to stay away from food and seek the Lord, food was on my mind. I, <laughs> I think Prophet, I know so, so uh, an experience he had that way, where he also was going to do three days. He said, Ebri, then where he went, he had to, he had to descend. And he, he went there and said, by the, by the end of the first day, half, he was hungry. He was thinking about food. He was so weak. He, he just, he just sees, he was just seeing himself up the mountain eating. <laughs> Meanwhile, he has gone to the valley to seek the Lord. But while you are there, I think about food. It takes great discipline. It's not easy. And truth be told, by the time we finish prayer, I run. I run with all my might. As much as I can, I run to my chore box. Look, I devoured my chore box. <laughs> I, look, I, I ate so much that I started feeling pains. I moved from one extreme <laughs> to the other. <laughs> but even though I was not able to fast, it didn't stop the fact that my heart was still seeking after purpose. And the minute I got to understand my purpose, I had an idea that me too, God had a purpose for my life, my life changed. As a matter of fact, I am where I am because of that. And I believe in our generation, a lot of young people have lost the idea of purpose. Somebody said, I was listening to one pastor, um, a very, very good transformation church. He said, look, even when it comes to callings and giftings, they are different. Callings is bed forth. This is what, that's what the pastor said. He said, callings are, which is in a sense, I'll say purposes. He said, it's bed forth in the place of prayer. Giftings are the same. But usually, because giftings are the same, people are copying other people's expressions of the giftings. They are calling that they are calling calling. So because he also sings, he also must be on the world stage. You might be gifted in, in singing, but for all you know, God has called you to a small local church. Hey. A lot of us don't spend time. The idea of purpose is not, we, we, we don't move by purpose. If I ask, majority of you don't even, it hasn't even sunk in your heart that God by purpose has put me in CY. That purpose dictate even purpose will determine the provision that comes to your life. Purpose, even what you receive, is directly linked to your purpose. That the fact that you are praying, give me more money, give me more, doesn't mean God will give you more money. It's purpose. Shake your neighbor and say purpose. Shake your neighbor and say purpose. I said, look, young people, do you want to live a life where someday you'll be happy in your whatever and then you don't want to kill yourself and understand the purpose of your life? Understand what purpose is. Do you know when you ask the statement CY, um, defining what we are, we say CY is a purpose driven ministry. From the very foundation, we, we, God, by the Holy Spirit, led me to a book that explained that ministry has purpose. It's not because he has a microphone, he's preaching. I mean, I've, I've seen some I've seen people where they come to a, a program where, and then they'll come and take the, uh, the, the microphone and say, come and take a picture of me. And, and, the, and behind the <laughs> <laughs> Because the puppet's an attractive thing. There's a, take the picture. You're joking. This place, if you come, when you are not called, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, look, this place, 
is the hardest place to work without grace it's grace that makes what we do possible and when purpose hasn't put you here to give you a provision for you to do the, the, the work here you're just wasting your time and that's why we have a lot of fake people all over Oh, am I making some sense? Somebody shake your neighbor. Say, neighbor, hey, I haven't reached anywhere. Shake your neighbor. Neighbor, peppers, 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 peppers. What is it? What's the word? Peppers. I say peppers. From today, write it somewhere. Write it somewhere. I'm going to start praying about my life's peppers and God's peppers for me. See why? Because some of you, you are like in a, in a excuse me, you are like goats. That we are, we keep pulling you and you keep screaming, ah, and then you are like goats. But when purpose enters into your heart, because when I understood by purpose, my purpose has taken me through a lot of challenging times. I'm still here. I haven't quit and put the microphone down. I haven't said I'm going to kill myself. No. Because I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm doing what is called purpose, uh, in line with my purpose. Now, here's the thing. Purpose will lead you. The reason why purpose is important is because any purpose of any human being is directly linked to people. Purpose is linked to what? I don't care whether you are the CEO of a, 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 a steel-making company. Whatever it is, your purpose is linked with people. Tell anybody, your purpose is linked with people. Your ability to be successful in your purpose is directly linked to your ability to relate with people. Dr. Mensah Tabo said, you want to be wise, learn how to deal with every shade of man. Learn. Tell, tell about learn. Learn. Yeah. You learn. One of the beautiful things about ministry is that ministry teaches you people. Yeah. Ministry teaches you people. Sometimes when you come to me, I'm talking about the pastors, those with the pastoral heart. It's even from the prophets. I'm talking about pastoral heart. You see, every pastor is a very cool, calm guy. Because they've learned to realize that people are different. And people are people. Read the Bible. Even God couldn't deal with people. <laughs> because God said, Moses is your people. <laughs> God said, read the Bible. It wasn't everywhere. God said, my people, Israel. No, when they do good, God said, my people come. When they do bad, said, Moses, your people people are very difficult to, uh -huh, talk to you <laughs> he comes and says Ellie your children <laughs> I'm telling you people you want to be successful you have to learn people and here's the thing you can never ever learn people without people experiential knowledge there must be the context of people because people are dynamic, they are oh Jesus! I read sometimes some years ago a, a, a man of God after years of ministry stopped the work and he went to do an undertaker's job, cleaning dead bodies. And then, <laughs> anyway, they say people, <laughs> and they ask him, "Why did you stop the job?" He said, "Look, human beings when they are alive, they are, it's difficult to handle them." <laughs> When they are dead, when they put your hand there, they won't move. You can go and come. The hand is still there. <laughs> are you in the house? People, you have to learn people. You have to learn people. You have to learn people. Hallelujah. 
You have to do what? That is why God puts us in relationships. Now, when I use, I'm going to use the word relationship a lot. I want to, I want to define it. I'm not talking about boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. I'm talking about your interactions with people one or two or three more beyond yourself, aside yourself. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to use the word relationship a lot. Now, God intentionally brings us within the context uh, of relationships so that we'll learn to be with people. Now, three, three benefits of relationship. Why God puts us in fellowship. Three benefits. One is that it's only when you are relating with people that you can go in love. It's only when you are what? Relating with people that you do what? There's no way you can go in love. Some years ago, a, um, a popular black American actress came on, on, on screen on Oprah Winfrey's show, and then she came to talk about how all her years, I think she was around 40 or 50, all her years, how um, she has come to a realization that uh, no man can satisfy her, make her happy like she can do for herself. And then the satisfy I'm talking about, you know how deep... How, how, mm. She said she, nobody can do that. And I, when, I, when I trace back, around that season and beyond till now, you can see the ideology of self-love, how it has grown. The concept of love you, do me, it, 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 love yourself, the self. But that is not a concept of God. Am I talking to someone in the house? Yeah. Look, that's one of the foolish ideologies that you can ever have. It's foolish. Look at this. It's foolish. Let me show you why it is foolish. Let me show you. All of you here, yeah, I mean, how many of us have had experience? All of us have had that experience. Where you dress at home, you step out of the house, and then somebody sees you and says, man, you're looking really good. Ah. What does that do to you? Your head becomes big like a gamma lizard. But when you are coming, didn't you tell yourself it was good? Did you look in the mirror? How come you are so happy when somebody compliments you? Because God has designed you in such a way that your happiness is linked with another person. It's the same way when you do something you even like and somebody ever comes and says, Oh, say even though you are even describing, you realize a part of you are no more confident. You are like, hmm. What am I saying? You need the, the, the one that's next to you. We need each other. That's the way God... Remember, I started by saying that there's a principle in design, and the principle in design is what? It's purpose. That the way we were created, God fashioned us in a particular way, with a particular mind in place, that we are made for each other. That's why you have two ears, and your ear is not in front of you. It is by your side, assuming that there's always going to be people on each side of you. Oh, am I making some sense, somebody? I might make sense. So people are very important. That's the reason why when the pastor is preaching, the pastor has to use people as an example, not goats and sheep. Those of you, those of you that complain, say the pastor used my life as a, as, as a the pastor should use goats. <laughs> should the pastor use? Okay, okay. So I'm I'm talking and I'm saying I'm talking about fornication. Uh, the example uh, and then let me give you an example. And then you 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 know Mitsubishika and and. Is that the way? Is that the way? I... 
Stop priding yourself and, and, and just listen. Because here's one thing you notice about, I mean, when you're a man of God, you realize how common human beings are. And when I say common, we are the same. Oftentimes, oftentimes, when you're even talking about somebody, one person might think is them, but it's far from them. There are multiple, three, four people at the same place that the same thing is eating them. Look, there are many times I've preached a message. After I preach a message, four, five, six people come and say, you are talking to me. Because I'm talking the context of human beings, not goats and cats. Maybe if I use goats and cats, they'll say it to some me. Oh, I'm not talking to someone in the house. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, allow us to talk about you because you're a human being. When we are using example, we are talking about ladies wearing wig. Don't say, hey, because they saw me wear wig. <laughs> I see seen a goat wear wig before. <laughs> Amen. But we need each other now. I know some of you. I don't like. I don't mean. I don't like people. And I know sometimes. Let me put it this way. Sometimes human beings can be challenging. That one, dear. Everybody knows. Look, we have done. We have done ministry over, and we can tell human. Sometimes somebody inside of you, somebody sitting in front of you, you just want to slap this person. <laughs> I'm telling you. Sometimes you want just want to slap the person, and then you. I remember those years. Was this? Young boy. I remember this young boy. I was, I was trying to help. And then this guy, rather, was, and everything started on me. Hey, I wanted to just stop this boy. <laughs> I wanted to slap him. And say, after all, what? Go and let me have my bees. But it's a human being. But here is the thing don't use your challenge. To be an excuse to separate yourself from people. Because without people and experience of people, you are never going to learn to go in love. We are never going to learn to go in love. All you have is head knowledge, not experiential knowledge. Because love, Bible, Bible put it, the Bible said that the excellent way is love. You see, when we are describing excellence in our context of human living and human experience, we talk about excellence in, oh, the car is nice, a car is excellent. They dress in there, excellent. The car is excellent. No, in the scriptures, excellence is not excellent, it's spiritual. It's talking about, Paul said, I'll show you the excellent way, and was talking about love. Anytime anybody walks in love, they are walking the excellent way. Love is the measure of excellence. Love is the measure of excellence. So your ability to deal with the difficult people, the impossible people, the tough people, all has to do with that. This is the reason why it takes love to evangelize. It takes love to evangelize. I'm not talking to someone in the house. Someone say, love. We put you in family, family teams. You don't like relating to anybody. Some of you actually, you like some of the guys, you like the girls that don't like, so the girls and me, I don't like anybody. See, I come to meet each other, I don't like anybody. She doesn't talk to anybody. And that's the one you want. This girl hasn't learned to relate with people and go through challenges. And this is the one you go and marry. She will beat you at home. <laughs> <laughs> if she's not going to beat you physically she'll beat you emotionally because she hasn't learned how to manage her emotions oh am i making some sense 
this is look let me show you some of you don't realize this place is the best place for you to learn to work a lot because it's a place where you have all sorts of human beings all sorts of human beings the lazy the indisciplined those that don't know how to work those that know, and this is the context listen that in the midst of our relating we are sharpening each other and teaching each other to work in love sometimes what you have to do you call the person back and says you didn't say it well say it well i'm waiting for you you need to apologize apologize right now i'm waiting for you uh, uh, uh. are you with me yes right now do it right correct it put it together i'm making some sense i'm making some sense yeah love someone say someone say love someone say love some people come for meeting they don't like to talk to anybody they don't like to relate to anybody they get up and then they go he said he said he said shut up he said they, um, uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's love let's move on it, 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 it. <laughs> let's move on let's move on it's it, it, it. <laughs> you, you 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 don't you don't you don't you don't, you don't talk you said uh, uh, is the word no ministry sorry no you don't understand the word you have received is information and information does not transform anybody it's applied information that transforms information does not transform it look i've read books i've read things i'm reading books right now i have about three four books i want to finish by the end of this one is over 400 pages I want to finish it by the end of this month. But it is not what I know that changes me. It is what I keep applying that changes me. It's actually, that's what wisdom looks like. Wisdom is properly applied knowledge. So it doesn't matter what you receive from the author. If you don't find yourself in the context to apply it, you are not growing love. You can be a believer, nicely dressed, you have all your money, you have, if you are not relating to people, you are not in the trenches, you are not connected, you are not going, <clears throat> and some, some, people, some people have learned to build a life where they only relate to those who are their kind. They say, oh, this is their kind. They, also, my friends, they are bushy people, so they are the ones I relate with. These ones are too common. You are not going in love. You don't know what love looks like. Oh, am I making some sense? Aha. Uh -huh relationship fellowship helps us to grow in love this is why we put you in your family teams some of you are there you don't talk you don't say anything <clears throat> you don't realize that that's a revelation of your pride that you are proud that you are in a place with somebody you don't talk. when they are talking you don't you, you won't say anything you think you are wise by so doing shake your name and say be serious be serious that's one number two number two number two let me let me give you a, 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 a scripture for that then I run through the others quickly. Are you in the house? Yeah. Are we in the house? It's a simple scripture. John, first John, I think. First John four eight. <clears throat> what does that scripture say? It says whoever does not love does not know god because god is love <laughs> very simple whoever does not love does not know god because god is love how do you know you love you, you know god 
is by walking in love. Love is the strong, is one of the things that should witness to you that you, you know God. Love. Are you with me? So number two. The second point. The first one is in relationship or fellowship, we learn to grow in love. The second one is that relationship helps to keep us safe. Our safety is found in relationship. Now, as you are in CYI, as you are found in the things of now, you guys hear me. I'm not talking about surface relationship. <clears throat> I'm not talking about surface relationship where you come and just chit chat. I'm talking about you build relationship with people in the things of God where you people know each other. You know where they are going. You know the level where the person is. You know the person's aspiration. What God's calling for them is what they want to become. That kind of personal um, relationship you guys have built. Now, the minute you have built that and you're doing life with the person, it is very easy for the person to see themselves moving out of a, the, the safe place to a dangerous place. So, you see, some of you, the reason why you easily enter into sin because you haven't built proper relationship with those who are in the light. Because when you have done so, the light behavior and shared light will be a strong indication for you to know when you're going to sin. And sometimes, listen, sometimes when you're, you're with your friend, you're working, and then a lady just passes by and says that your friend just may unknowingly just comment and says, Hey, the two year will say, Hey, brother, man of God, a two way dear. Just there, you have cautioned a brother. Just there, you have just cautioned a brother. Are you with me? But if you don't have friends, here's what is happening. Because our relationships are not deep, they are superficial. Because they are superficial, they are not safe for us. So our relationships are not helping us. Meanwhile, your safe place is in the kingdom. I don't, I don't know how to say it anymore. <coughs> Bible said, in the multitude of counsel, that's where safety is. Let me show you something. You see, young people, one of our greatest challenges as young people is that you think that every idea that enters your head is the deepest thing that has ever arrived. It's like, hey, this one, if my mother even thought about it, I said I should have been rich. <laughs> this is the reason why often young people are always struggling with parents. Now, I'm not saying that parents are always right. No, there are, some, there are, mentioned there are cultural differences, there are a lot of things. But here's the thing. Multitude of counselors. Every individual has what we call we have experiential years. So, for instance, um, um, let's say I'm somebody that needs help. Ended. Ruth, Kofi, um, PY. Now, because I build life with them, I bounce off what I want to do with them. Now, what I'm doing is that he is able to now shed light on one, his experience. His work with God, um, knowledge, he, he, he puts that together to come to a conclusion on what, he, what I'm talking about. She does that, he does that, he does that. So at the end, it is easier to see a trace of the wisdom of God running through what the counsel is. So it's easier for you to see the safe path for you to use. Because in the midst of proper counselors, you can never go wrong. That's where true safety is about. But when you get up an ideas on your head and just run wild with it. You see, most of you, you see the girl. You saw the girl, one, 
no cancer, no bouncing off. Straight away, you want to heal it, hit it while it is hot. And then it starts bringing multiple problems that generations cannot even solve. Even your pastor can solve it. Some people have married it. Look, if you go and marry it or whom or whatever it is. <laughs> look, after you married, covenant, even the pastor is subject to your covenant. Even your pastor. And when she's beating you, no, now get this. Anytime a man complains, <laughs> when she, I'm not saying he, when she's beating, whenever a man complains that a woman is beating him, this after he has been beaten, sa. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> when a man says, I was beating, I was beating once. It's just, it's the time stand, he has been beating times ten. It's not, because a man's pride will not allow him to say the truth. Look, some women will beat you. Talk with it. Some women will beat you. Some men, men are beaten by their wives. Sometimes not even, it's emotionally. Some, some, some people enter home and they are, under, they, they are terrorized. While he's entering, he's, he's checking. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Man enters home. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Shake your nose. Neighbor. Your safety is here. Your safety is here. Your safety is here. Some of you, you come nine, but you said oh, Christians are fake. Have you heard that thing? It says, it says they are hypocrites and hypocrites. You've heard that? Uh huh. Hypocrites and hypocrites. Yes, they, they, they But my, my real brother man is the one I go to drink with. The one where I go and say, he's here. He's real. Yeah. He when when we all go do it, won't judge me. When we go, I, 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 he, he takes a woman and gives me one. Okay. Now, a caring brother, when he, when he, when he, he drags and he put gifts in, okay, now, do you know that in my line of work, a lot of young people have been abused, have been abused by their, their parents' friends. They call uncles. Uncles they went to club with. Uncles that don't have moral background. Sometimes they say, oh, your uncle has come. Go. So the guy will go and sit on the uncle, and the uncle is pressing the breast. He said, hey, you are growing, you know, pressing the breast and pressing, uncle, pressing breast. I said, I know a guy whose mother's friend wants to sleep with him. Try to sleep with him. The mother's friend. Yeah. Research shows that abuses, abuses take place not with strangers, it's with familiar, yeah, it's uncles. Cousins, they abuse. It is oh, we are we are all joking, we are all buffing together. Mm. Uh, you are changing. Then he comes to the room and says, I, I, "I know you. What have been? What have been, what have been seen before? This one is a, it's a family breast. It's a family breast. It's coming to abuse you." <laughs> yeah, am I talking to somebody in the house? Safety. Someone say safety. You want to be safe? Stay in the fellowship. Build life together. You want to be safe? I'm telling you the key to safety. And then the last one. So safety, let me give you a scripture. I've already mentioned it. 
the improvement strain fall. Let's look at verse 6. Let me see whether I got 24, 6. Am I right? For waging war, you need what? Guidance. For victory, many advices. For victory, many advices. Many advices. And then the last one. So it's the last one. So it's the last one. The last one is in fellowship, God commands his blessing. Psalm 133. From the verse 1. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like what precious oil poured on the head. Running down on the beard. Running down on Aaron's beard. Down upon the color of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his words, blessing even life evermore. Message Bible says, How wonderful. Someone say, How wonderful. How wonderful, how beautiful. When brothers and sisters get along, that's what it says. It's like the costly anointing oil flowing down head and beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the color of his priestly robes. It's like the dew of Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, there. That's, that's where God commands the blessings, ordains lives forevermore. Scripture is saying that Aaron, Aaron was the first high priest of the Lord. And Bible said that when brothers gather together, it's like the very oil that separated Aaron as God's high priest. He said when brothers agree and we are together, this is what it's like. It's like the very oil that comes upon his head. Now, when you read the Bible, Bible talks about how He's saying that the, that that oil comes to the hem of his garment, and Bible talk about how Jesus, the woman at the uh, who was um, the issue of blood, touched the hem of a garment, and that garment healed him. So, in a sense, he's talking about the fact that when we come together, the oil that is is made available can even heal. Some of us are praying, you, you, see, you are praying and say, God bless me and God bless me. Remember when I started, I said, look, God's design of everything is with a purpose. God weaves everything with principle. Lots of your blessings, if you just obey principle, you won't have any problem. If we were a church, a people that takes fellowship seriously, certain things, you will be safe. You will grow in love. You experience God's blessings in ways that you don't need a man of God to even lay hands upon you. Am I making some sense somewhere in the house? It says when brothers agree, it's like an oil that is poured upon the head of Aaron. And it said that is where God, God said God ordains life forevermore. Some of us live a life of not agreeing. We don't like agreeing. How many of you know um, um, the Lodge? Illuminati, yeah, Lord. Do you know something I, I learned? One guy who was in it, who came out, he said, look, in the Lord, we, we, we have an idea that they, in quote, they worship Satan. Now, they have their own issue. But he says, he says in the Lord, everybody is required to have, actually believe in a supreme being. Whatever you say is your supreme being. If you believe 
The devil is your supreme being. It's your belief. If you believe Jesus is your supreme being, that's how we have people in churches who are in the lodges. If you believe a cat is your supreme being, <laughs> it is. It is your your belief. But here's the thing. Don't bring what you believe into it. Because what you believe they, they believe becomes a ground for division of the brethren. Because you believe in dog, you believe in cats, you believe in Jesus, you believe in Satan, we may come and then we are going to fight on what we believe. So it don't care whatever you believe, you make it your personal belief. But when we are together, it is the unity that they are looking for. That's how come the Lord is a strong organization. Unity. Even they. And that's why I said, look, the design principle, God works with it. Anything, as long as you adhere to the principle, you are not going against the principle, the blessing of the principle will work for you. That's why they open doors for each other. That's why the, some churches are closing now, but the lodges are opening. But when we come to the people of God, not serious with fellowship, not serious with relation, you can come and sit with people and somebody will get up from it and never say hello to the person. Never care about who the person is. Oh, am I making some sense? Yeah. We don't prioritize relationship. We don't prioritize the relationship God has given to us in the kingdom. We don't prioritize fellowship. Now, I mean, you remember when I said, I said, look, what you don't sow in, you can't reap. It's two things. Either you go and beg somebody for what they've sown into. Yes. Now, here's, a, here's what... It, if CYI domain is going to be what God has called it to be, and the blessing that God has ordained for it to be here, then each and every one of us must pay the price and sow into fellowship. It means that when it's time for us to meet on Tuesdays, everybody must come on Tuesdays and everybody must be here. Ah, am I making some sense, somebody? Am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah. That you don't get, you, you, you're consistent. You, you take fellowship. You have to prioritize fellowship. You have to prioritize fellowship. Don't, don't treat fellowship as if I want to, I'll go. Today, I don't even feel like going. Today, the way the weather is looking, the way the weather is looking, you're not a serious person. Or you're yeah, Champions League. I mean, the whole generation, yeah, Champions League, because of that, you're not going for fellowship of the brethren. Meanwhile, Bible said, do not forsake the fellowship of the brethren. Some of you, when you come here, then you're on even some of you, when you come here, then you're on your phone. You don't even respect the assembly of the brethren, the fellowship of the brethren. See, the first, the last week when I, I was at um, East Legon branch, after we I finished preaching, then we we're praying, and I felt led to pray for one person. So I prayed for him. I just felt led, I just prayed for him. And then the following day, I had to go to one of the branches at uh, uh, North K. Before I was, when I was, I was preparing to go, I was in the house. Then when I was thinking to go, then the Lord planted a thought about somebody, one guy. He said, when you go, pray for him. That's what I felt. Go pray for him. He didn't say pray for him because I want to do this. No. He just said, pray for him. When I went, now, North K is a small place. And sometimes it can be 
maybe because your music is not too strong, you know, and the area doesn't like noise. So it can be, it has, it has um, a, a bit of, uh, 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 it has characterized the service. So sometimes you, you can go there and then you don't feel or you don't sense anything extraordinary. Uh, let me use that, that for lack of a better word. You have to understand, God has not moved because you feel. God moves because it's the truth. He said, where two or three are gathered, he's there. Hey, am I making some sense? So when I went, then the guy was, interested in, the guy was called to, and he came to share a testimony. He just shared a testimony about something, about how God has, you know. And then in my mind, I was still, and then I started, I started preaching. After I started preaching, I finished preaching. I was just going to pray and just close it. No long prayer, I was just going to. And then I remembered that God said I should pray for you. So I just called him and I said, oh, God said I should pray for you. Let me pray for you. I didn't ask him, are you going through anything? No, no. I just put down and I just prayed. I said, Lord, sometimes those of us that pray, pray. Sometimes I pray, I don't even know what to pray. Lord, may your spirits <laughs> have your way. <laughs> it just wasn't anything else. Because you're not even playing the keyboard in a way that would make it, I, you know, where you feel and start speaking in some tongues. It wasn't. I mean, uh, uh, Zander was with me. Who tell you? Wasn't there anything extraordinary? And I prayed for him and I prayed for him. And then the following morning, he called me. I didn't, even after I was to show you how much, I didn't think of anything. I didn't even ask him, are you going through anything? Or do you? I didn't do that. The following day, he called me. He said, oh. He realized that my voice, I was in a good mood that morning. <laughs> he asked me, am I sick? I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Then it was like, he had not been well. His... his Flames and, co and, and coughing blood for about two weeks. So when he went to the hospital, the hospital said they don't know why the blood, <laughs> why it's coughing blood. The hospital said that they don't know why it's coughing blood. <laughs> so they can give him drugs or the, the flames, but they don't know why it's coughing blood. So you. He <laughs> 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 said every morning blood comes out. But after I prayed for him the following morning, no blood. Now, what I'm trying to say is that it wasn't anything in the sense what we call by faith. No, I believe the blessing comes from the gathering of the... And that guy has been consistent in fellowship. He's one person I've noticed over time, consistent. Even his testimony was how far it's surprising how God has brought him. And his consistency in serving. Some of the things that you have gone about praying and chasing prophet, if only you be planted and walk by the principle God has called you, the doors will open. It will open in this place. God can give you an open door and bless your life that will blow your mind. Your problem is that you don't understand God's ways of doing things and you are not ready to submit to the truth. There is power in, the fel in fellowship. The Bible says where two or three are guarded in my name, there I am. If I were you, every Tuesday, I will rush to meet him. And I will come with them with the proper mindset that I'm coming to fellowship with the brethren. You come and love. Learn to love people. Learn to work with people. Learn, when we come here, let's come with the mindset that we are coming together to fellowship. When you don't show up on Tuesday, be sad. Be sad. When someone doesn't show up, you have to call and find out, why were you not able to come for meeting? For all you know. That day, most of you don't know, the very day David made the greatest mistake of his life was because he ignored the, the fellowship of soldiers. That was the day he made a decision that almost destroyed his lineage. You think it's just football. Oh, it's just one another Tuesday. 
Some of you, some things have delayed because of that. God said, come for a meeting. And my angel is here waiting for you. You don't show up. Or when you come, you behave anyhow. Your heart is not in it. You are not willing to serve. You are not connecting. You are not respecting. And you expect, it's been said over and over, that anointing you don't respect can never work for you. Can never ever work for you. Meanwhile, in this same CY, I've seen people, me, how many of you heard me say, uh, there's oil for marriage. Come, 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 come. How many of you heard me say that before? But yet in this ministry, people are marrying. We don't make it, but God, why? Because God works with principles. If you connect well, he open doors for you. If you treat it as me, as nothing, then they will only help you. Look, let me show you. Some of you, ha. Ah, Someone should give me the uh, give, give, uh, give me the strings. Give me the strings. <laughs> give me the strings. Some of you, the things that you are looking for, I'm telling you, they are they are they are they are they are found here, but they are waiting your obedience. They are nowhere else. You will run, you will go about. That's why if I'm again, I told you, I told you that look, there's there's a sowing and there's a reaping. There's a season. Some of you here, the reason why you have no, you, 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 you come to, and I pray it is not your story, that you come to a, some, a place years later and realize that you should have sold now. That this is the place you should have served. This is the place you should have given your all. Look, recently, um, uh, our sister, what's her name? Pearl. Got a chance to go to UK. No, I mean, I'm sure she, she shared a testimony or something. No, Pearl, who was even telling me, so people, when they hear this, they say, Pearl, dear, we are not surprised. Say, Pearl's heart of service is not, it's not a joke. And it's true, Pearl serves. Pearl has served everywhere she is, she's serving. She's always been a kingdom person. Now, yet Pearl getting a visa to go to UK, she'll tell you on the interview, the first day she did interview, then they came again and said, you have to do another interview. The second interview, she said, look, she was just relaxed. She was under a tree. She was talking to a white lady on the phone. And what she was telling her, half of the, is it about 80% of things she was telling her, she was telling her experience and her work in CY. Good work. Organizing. Doing this. We do that. We do that. We are doing this. Said, and the, the woman at the end said, wow. Because on the other side of Africa, the other side, the people over there, they are amazed about the ability to do youth work. Because young people are difficult to handle. Government are putting huge amount of money to organize young people. And you guys, you have got a place where there's a grace that organizes young people. A ministry that has grace that are in multiple locations at the same time. You have a first-hand experience in learning. One of the guys came to me and said, look, Pastor Rod, my church is a good church. I like the church. But he said, do you know what it looks like to come and use the platform? But here, we've opened the door. That you serve, you connect, so that you develop and then you take it for granted. Remember, I tell you, look, if death doesn't come, you arrive. The question is where you're arriving. It's where you're arriving. Some of you, the way you joke with fellowship, it breaks my heart. You joke, of all the years you have come, still they have to call you to come for a meeting. You're not serious. They have to call you and call you and they tell you, and they are giving multiple excuses. You're not a serious person. And so it is not CY meeting that is the issue. The principle you have adopted is that I'm not a serious person. And it will reflect in everything. So anytime God is even going to bless you, he can't even extend his blessing upon you because you're not a serious person. Common fellowship you can't maintain. How does he maintain any other any other thing? You, 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 you just. How many kids I'm saying? Look, see why we built by the grace of God, built what we have from nothing. 
like we said, I was telling one of the guys, I said, look, the years and what we have had to go through is a sign to me that God has been building us. That's it. It's a sign to me that God is building us for us to learn to do something because of what is coming to put on us. That's why you are here. You have to be serious. Look at the one that said, be serious. Well, I can shake your neck and say, be serious. If you are here, be here. Shake your neck and say, if you are here, be here. If you are here, tell about if you are here, if this is a place where you are, then be here. Stop that today. You come the next time I see you two, two months, and then we see you are giving an excuse. Nobody is taking, nobody cares for me. Nobody was. Are you a child? You are, you are not serious. Nobody cares for me. Nobody, when I was sick, nobody came. We'll be serious. We'll be serious. Tonight I came to challenge you. Let's take fellowship seriously. Are you with me? Let's do what? Tuesday should be marked as the most important day in your, li- in your life. Because I'm coming for CY meeting. I'm coming for a Hava meeting. I'm coming for what? A fellowship of what? Of love. Shall we rise up on our feet? Wherever you are, just lift up your hands. Say, God, thank you for opening my eyes. Come on, lift up your voice. Say, God, thank you for opening my eyes. Lord, help me to connect. Help me to connect. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, 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 come on. Pray, pray, pray. Let's pray for the spirit of fellowship in here. Pray that the spirit of fellowship will be strong. Lift up your voice. The spirit of fellowship will be strong. The spirit of fellowship will be strong. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, 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 come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Pray, 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 pray. The spirit of fellowship will be strong. Lift up your voice and pray and say, God, I want to connect. Help me connect deeply. Help me connect rightly. Help me connect. 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 Come on, 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 come on. Rabo sate lemene 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 oh rekadu lomo semene lemo siberien telebe come on we have one more minute pray 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 we have one more minute let's pray we are struggling you are struggling to love ask God God help me to love help me to grow in love help me help me to grow help me to grow help me to grow rando nomo santa kayada baba Yes, 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 Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you. In the name of Jesus. With your hands lifted, let's pray. If, it, if it's, you have any issue against anybody, just let it go right now. Say, Lord, I forgive my brother, I forgive my sister, I forgive. Come and lift up your voice and ask God to. That you forgive, forgive. Let's, let's forgive. And pray that God, give me the greater love. Give me a greater love. Help me to love. Help me to love. Help me to love. Ask God, God, help me to love. Help me to love this place. Give me a love for this place. Give me a love for the fellowship in this place. Come on, come on, come on. 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Forgive, 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 forgive. Oh, yes, Lord, 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 yes, L
come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you tonight, Lord. We thank you for your word that we have received, Lord. Lord, we lift this fellowship of love to you. Dome. Lord, we pray. Give us a spirit of family again, Lord. Lord, what we have heard, may we not forget, but God, see the importance of fellowship. That, Lord, we will, we will, we will run to this place on Tuesdays, Lord, on Thursdays, that we'll look forward to being with each other. Because in this place, we learn to love. Lord, we are safe in this place. And God, your blessing is here. I pray for everybody in this place, whatever they are going through, that God, the blessing of fellowship will rest upon them right now. The Lord, you, you, those that need an open door, Lord, you open the door for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as they've embraced this truth, Lord, let signs and wonders follow them. If there's anybody that is sick in this place, Lord, I pray that they be healed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Be healed. I command God's word into your life right now. Be healed. Be healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all shall say, Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you've been blessed. We encourage you to share with your friends, colleagues, spouses, and others so they may also be impacted with the knowledge you have acquired. We are Christ for Youth International on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter at ConnectCYI. Our Instagram pages at ConnectCYI. You could also listen to the Kingdom Move podcast on www.podbean.com. You could also visit our webpage on www.connectcyi.org. For counseling and interaction with Pastor Roderick Edekum, you can visit his webpage on reach at connectcyi.org. Stay blessed.